Ladies and gentlemen, once again, for the 100th time, featuring the Jew unit, as, as well as, as well as Big Steve, what it is, what it was, and what it shall be a hundred times. hundred times. hundred times. One hundred fold. And we'd like to thank anybody that's still listening that's been with us from the beginning or any time since the beginning. Big up to Big Mike, who's not here with us, but we know you're here in spirit. I can hear you. I can hear him. Yeah, man. Big up, big up to our boy Brandon, who just called in the last episode. Lots of love. Big up to Stephanie. We're still trying to link you up with Peter Dinklage. Fuck yes. you in the ass. Trying to get the angle. The angle. Props out to uh, Amy the sex bird, even though we'll probably never hear from her again. Um, <laughs> big ups to anybody else that's been a part of this show. Um, Germany. Sex bird. One of the faking on the bacon sex ladies. Sex bird faking on the bacon. Yes. Anybody to anybody who doesn't know and anybody who knows and anybody who's gonna know, I love the fuck out of y'all a hundred times plus a million because that's how many we shooting. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm trying to tell you. Mm, we we running this bitch to the electricity cut off. We keeping it 100. <laughs> and I'm paying the bill just fine. Episode, so better stay tuned. episode 100. Keeping it 100. One time. Damn it, I meant to get water times. too. I'm not getting up. Fuck it. This fucker over here is the most... And let the light on. Fuck yeah. My <laughs> man. Hell yeah, Steve. My man. My man. Well, I mean, if you, like, took your own lesson, if you I learned for yourself... From, how about you get a water, too, while you're in there, you jackass? Ladies and gentlemen, the Jew unit lives here and makes a racket in the background. Whenever he gets off the mic, he wants you to know that he's actually still here in the building. He just wants to ruin the show when he's not on the mic and listening. But that's okay. You did it the other day after I called you an alcoholic. You went off air and screamed and ranted for 35 seconds. and It was rough. It was, rough. It was really bad for the air. I, see, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, wow. as the producer, as the, that all happened <laughs> the man behind the plan here. Man behind the curtain. Man behind the curtain. <laughs> behind the curtain. Trying to keep things under control. I apologize for the two units or outburst yesterday. And as you can see, I am accosting him about it on air. So I, I apologize to. I'll listen to it. That's got me ninety four to ninety six, eh? Yeah, on, eh? somewhere in that range. <laughs> but uh, you know, none of this stuff matters. It's all. Oh, it all gravy. matters. It's all gravy. People are going to keep listening because the intellectual content of this motherfucker is so out of control. It's off the hook. It is outrageous. We're phenomenal. We're talking about the most obscene, absurd, ridiculous sexual acts, as well as how I'm going to save the world when I get elected president. Oh, my God. There's a ton of great stuff. Presidential for real. There's a ton of great stuff coming out of here. I'm just chef. Mason 2020. Damn right. Vote in the White House. Mason 2020. Uh... I'm just going to have weed growing at the White House when I get elected and legalize marijuana for everybody. I'm going to put a pond in there. Federally. I'm just saying, when you listen to NPR and then you imagine you as the president, like, doing interviews and breaking people down with some jazz playing in the background. Oh, yeah. That's all his press conferences will be. Every time we step up to the mic, they'll be like, now, okay, here's the president of State of the Union. He's smooth jazz rocking in the back. I'd have, I'd have my iPhone in my breast pocket 
playing some sort of obscure yeah. music, and people would be like, that motherfucker's always got music around him. He was, he's kind of like a dude who always shows up with sunglasses, no matter what it is. Kind of like Lock Pops, always had glasses on, wherever, in the house. I think he slept with glasses on, that motherfucker. Like, he'd be in the crib rocking glasses. I'm like, cuz, man. I'm, I'm trying to tell you, I, the people do that shit at work. I. I try to do that shit. I walk in the walls. I'm like, God damn. Dude, I go into like, I went into the bank, I don't know, a month ago, glasses on, and uh, the lady said, I can't remember what she said. She goes, uh, something smart. They always got yeah, she said something space. smart about it because I still have like, yeah, she yep. says it's awful bright in here, and I said, you're damn right it is. I don't know how you walk around with your plain ass glasses on. Mm. And she was like, oh, really? And I said, yeah, really. It's way too bright in here. That's why I got to tell these cool white balls. Ridiculous. I'm not good for it. I need a fluorescent. I took my glasses off and squinted real hard. I said, you see? This is just ridiculous out here. And then I put my glasses back on. So I couldn't deal with this job of yours. Daylight hours. I show up with a fucking cloak and I throw that bitch up over my face. And be like, Wah! fuck out of here. Yeah, I'm like a vampire, goddammit. I don't like the sun, <laughs> but I love the sun. Because it gives me things that I need, but I like to go out at night. I don't know, I'm a wild man, you know. This is why... Freaks come out at night. That's why, why they go out at night. This is why the real world doesn't work for me. I just can't get into it. I don't know, that's why I gotta be a comedian. Or something. I'm an artist, baby. I can't deal with this shit, man. Gotta <laughs> be a comedian. <laughs> I'm a fucking artist. I mean... Fucking yeah, who, fuck it. Who throws on Big Brother and the Holding Company in the background for their 100th episode and still keeps it fucking funny? Me. That's who, goddammit. Ain't no other B. There Mason no, 2020. That's it. Mason 2020. Mason 2020. Legal marijuana. I approve this. Me- Hi, I'm Mason, and I approve this message. And y'all bikers, get off the fucking road. Cyclists, you know. Cyclists. Yeah, be careful who you're talking about. Well, see, the funny thing is, like, as I was planning, like, I was conceiving, like, rebuilding the entire country's infrastructure. Okay. With money I make off of. Deep thought. Ta- uh, taxing marijuana. I'm gonna put fucking bike lanes everywhere. Only them fuckers can at least get you. Wanna fucking go ride your bike down 211 from fucking Warrington to goddamn 81? There's gonna be a bike lane. Go for it. Do your fucking thing. That way, you know. Where are people gonna be having their mopeds out there then? No, because mopeds are on the road here in Virginia. You have to ride, you have to register your mopeds. You gotta ride it on the road. You can't ride it in the fucking bike lane. But you can't take it on the interstate. Nope. You gotta be able to go 55 miles an hour on the interstate. Can't get a scooter to go 55. I mean, it says, it technically says it. I mean, I don't know if that changes with your um, fucking horsepower or whatever once you go over, or CCs if you once you go over. Because before, you didn't have to have a license under 49cc. And then once everybody started going to that after DUIs and fucking possession charges and shit, they changed all that. Now you gotta have a license and shit. I think it was the price of gas that impacted it more than anything else. Well, I mean, I, there were never scooters around when it was 99 cents a gallon when I was a young man. But they're fucking everywhere now that yeah, it's like $3 everywhere. a gallon. Well, yeah. But you go down, like, south and other places where a lot of DUIs, there's scooters fucking everywhere. That's because motherfuckers. Well, down there, like Myrtle and shit, you got everybody on scooters because they can, once you get DUI, you can still drive a scooter. But up here, you can't because you got to register that shit with your driver's license. Good old, you got DUI, you ain't got no drivers. Virginia tried to keep the riffraff out. Yeah. That's right. And I that's mean, under 49cc now, so everything's basically... And, uh, well, listen, anything over 49cc, any, they consider a motorcycle. Anytime you're on a scooter, you are vulnerable, my man. Oh, fuck and, yeah. At, and you can't get on the interstate because there's crazy people like you out there do 90 yeah. like regularly but, and get killed. 
Oh yeah, because I'm not, I'm not about up against to go. a guy on a scooter. I'm not about to be on a scooter on the interstate. I don't even like going on 17 or 29 on the fucking scooter. But I, I mean, 45 will kill you just as quick as 55 for real. I mean, I didn't like into that. I didn't like none of it. But what if you made it? You ran that shit. Look. All the the two years that he ran oh, scooter life. I drove the, I drove the wheels off that motherfucker. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But I mean, I'm you trying did to say. It. He tried to argue with me one time about <laughs> we don't need to get into the specifics about a very long trip by scooter, a very short trip by by vehicle. <laughs> that he could do it in 30 minutes from here to Triangle. <laughs> you lost your oh, yeah. fucking mind. He was gonna he was gonna tie me or follow me or something I was. like that. I can't he remember. He wanna challenge it. That was back in trivia days. I don't think I was real drunk yet that day when I said all that noise. <laughs> I think you just had me primed up. You live a wild life, sir. This is a This is a wildlife. You have a fucking podcast on the hundredth fucking episode. Fucking listen to for for people around the world. I'm trying to tell you, we don't we don't fuck around around here. We we apparently have a consistent Swedish listener and a Swedish U- UK listener. Right? I love y'all. It seems to it seems to me that they're consistently listening there. Fuck right yeah, now. I love y'all. I hope you are. We love you. We all love you. I love you. The Jew loves you. Steve loves you. Mike loves you. Brandon loves you. Kid love you. Everybody loves you. Kid loves you. Steph Steph loves you. If you're a sexy midget, <laughs> Steph will let you fuck her in the ass. There's a lot of quality you're a people. Sexy midget, Andrew's going to write a song about you. Yeah, if you're a sexy female midget, then I might just fuck in the ass. So, hey <laughs> now. If that's what she's hey into. Now, hey now. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. It's fucking madness, dude. Tickle some fancy? Hey, yeah. We need to get up. We need to get up to fucking. When we. When we go to the strip club, we need her to fuck up because I'm getting ready to owe a lot of people some money. Well, not a lot of people. I don't understand what that means. We're just going to court the law a lot of money. So before that, we need to go to the strip club. And when we do that, we need to go to Charlestown and fucking check the horse races out. Because you can sit right up on the fucking, right up on the rail, man. That shit's tight and that motherfucker's gonna run by. Don't need to bet no money on because I don't know now how none of that shit works. Fuck that noise. If I go, I'm betting money. You gonna bet money? I, I'm gonna take my 17 bucks and I'm gonna put it down on something. You know what I'm saying? I like gambling a little bit, but not a lot. Like when I was in Vegas, I'd usually take out a 20 every day that I was there. I was like, all right, I'm about to throw this 20 at this slot machine where I can win a Corvette. And I'd sit there and try to win the Corvette. And then I'd run out of 20 bucks and be like, all righty, I'm on my way. But well, like, we can do that. We can bet on, on one. I, I, I did it one time. Of course, I never won on. I wanted to play a poker tournament, but then I went up to my room and played a little poker on, on the video game on the app and was like, I'm not in my prime form right now. There's no reason <laughs> There's to go down there and put 75 into a fucking joint when I'm just not there. Like, I, I can get into the zone, but I gotta play it, play it kind of regular. Like, I had World Series of Poker on my uh, PlayStation 2. Oh, yeah. I fucking got pretty decent at it there Man, for a little I've while. I've only ever been to Atlantic City, and uh, I've been there twice. And the first time I went, I wanted to play cards, because I do that same thing. I'm like, I can fucking throw down. I had $100 wanting to play cards. Trying to get a motherfucker to show you how, like, where do I got to go to fucking make this $100, $100 in chips? And trying to get one person to show me, including the asshole that took me there at 4 o'clock in the morning, who, who shall remain nameless, uh, just abandoned me in a fucking casino. And apparently, if you don't know what you're doing, 
These motherfuckers don't want to talk to you at all. Was that me? No. No. Hell, I was in Vegas and I'd roll up to like there were so many tables that uh whichever one I was at, I can't think of the fucking name of it, wherever that shooting was. I don't remember what the fucking name of that place was. Mandalay Bay. Mandalay Bay, yeah, mm-hmm. I was at the Mandalay Bay. And there would there was like all sorts of fucking tables, right? But I'd walk by a table and there'd be like ten people playing like dice at it or whatever, right? And then there'd be another table next to it, and there'd be like four or five guys that worked there just standing around. So I'd go to those tables and be like, what's up? And I'd just start bullshit with the people that worked there and asking questions. I'd ask questions about the games and how it works there to work there and just oh, yeah. just try to like get into what the fuck's what's, what's the deal around here. But like them dudes were like more than happy to explain like, oh dude, what you want to do is I bet this oh, yeah. and bet that. Well, I bet yeah. they're nice in Vegas. And at the no, Lake City over. Casino we went to, it was not that. Well, it depends on what time. It depends on what time. But here's, in the morning. here's the thing, though. In Vegas, they were running a tip pool. So, like, if those dudes are standing there not doing anything, and then they're going to have a table that fills up for an hour or two, and the other table that's all busy right now is going to close down, and those guys are going to chill for a bit, mm-hmm. it's a tip pool or, like, a... It's somehow, like... Casino makes X amount of dollars that day. Everybody's getting their cut. It's it doesn't matter, you know. Like it's not like I give you a twenty, and then you say, "All right, well, I made twenty bucks." Like that twenty goes into a big collection and gets distributed out. So everybody was perfectly happy to fucking talk to me if they didn't have anything to do. They're like, "Yeah, making the same amount I'd be making if I was working or just bullshitting with you." So I might as well bullshit with you for the moment. That's what I learned. I don't remember where it was. I think it was when we were out there, Atlantic City, or. I think when we was out in Lake City. City, I thought you knew what you were doing. You took me to the table and actually got me exchanged some money. The first time I went, I, I just played slots, lost all my money, and then on the last dollar, earned it all back. And quit. I don't remember where quit while I was ahead. Not either, a bad move. Either way, wherever I was, I was there, and it was late. It was late as night, late at night, and I'd go down there and bullshit around, and there was nobody playing because nobody was around, and I would sit there and just be like. They'll be like, you want to play? And I'm like, man, I don't really know how none of this shit works. And I'm like, I'm not doing nothing. I'll teach you. It's 3.30 a.m. in the fucking morning. You See, want to learn? That's like, another, yeah, that's another great, great way to go. Is to have them actually yeah. explain yeah, it to I you while you're play, doing it. Play crafts and learn how to play crafts with the fucking well, like, the chick right I there. went up to the roulette table at one point. Game 20 was like, how does this work? And they were like, you can do this, 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 or this. Blah, I'm blah, still blah. learning that. And like, it's essentially like... There's That's a, the game that you make some money on oh, that fucking game. God damn you. Well, like, money on I kept putting down, like, long shots. Like, I was like, fuck it. I put 20 into this. I'm playing everything long shot. And I, I put down some bets and dudes that have been playing there look at me and go, man, you're going to kill it if you get that. And I'm like, that's why I'm doing it. That's why I'm here, son. Like, I got 20 that I'm playing roulette with. And when my 20's gone, I'm leaving. So I'm not going to sit here and try to stretch it. Like, I'm not, like, a addicted gambler like that. I'm like, I'm here to try to make a little money. I don't mind throwing 20 out there. Like, that's how I look at the stock market, right? Like, I I made a lot of money in the stock market off of NVIDIA because I got in at, like, 20 and sold at, like, 150, and they were at, like, 230 the last time I saw them or some shit like that. Like, it, I had a rich man tell me at one point many years ago, play the stock market like a video game. You put in money. You don't ever expect to see that money come back. 
but you just look at it, you think about the numbers, you just work on, you just fucking keep playing it. And at some points you might really understand it and start turning money out of it. But if, if you put in a 20, expect to lose it, like the same way you would with gambling. It's like, to me, the stock market's a better gamble because I can do it from anywhere. It's like completely legitimized. It will satiate my basic need to gamble, but also it has to do with like paying attention to the world around you. And it's like, I knew the name NVIDIA and I was like, that company seems super cheap. Like that fucking, I've been, they've been involved in video game stuff and microchips and computers and such. And that's like the wave of the future. And I got them at like $19 and $17 a share and only got four or five shares. But then sold and made like 600 bucks off them because I sold at such a high fucking number. And it it literally made all my other investments like null and void. Like I lost with a bunch. I made some with Apple. I made some with NVIDIA. And I doubled my money and and I got out when I needed some money. But I totally intend to get back into that at some point because to me that's like the smoothest, slickest way to do it. People are talking about it online. They're talking about it on MSNBC or, or uh, what is it? They've been C- CNBC about and Fox Business. Like that. BitStar, Bitcoin Bitcoin's d- it's a different thing. Yeah, a different that's thing. a different thing. You can invest in that, but that's a different way of investing. The stock market isn't actually gambling. But, I mean, it, it is gambling, but it's not considered well, it's gambling. Like, it's not, it's not, yeah, right. It's not considered yeah. gambling. Like, you can go in there and buy a company you've never heard of for 32 cents a share and buy 100,000 shares at, like, 3200 and then six months later have no money left or have it oh my god all of a sudden this is turned into $60,000 and I'm going to sell it any of that stuff's possible but like the smart investors like don't invest in anything that's less than 10 bucks a share and like they're looking for long term to, to a degree but like you know if you buy a stock at say 16 bucks a share and you get 30 shares and it turns into $120 a share and you sell like that's a great fucking boost of money that you've made off of that. You're going to have to pay taxes on it if you're really making decent money there or whatever. But, I mean, it's... But it's also based on, like... Like, you can invest in, like, Walmart. Like, you know Walmart's going to be there, right? So 30 years from now, your investment in Walmart will probably have gained way more money than if you went to the casino every year and fucking threw the same amount of money at the fucking craft table. Exactly. You know? What a lot of people do now is uh, fantasy football. Uh, Like, FanDuel... Those yeah. motherfuckers make millions of dollars. It's amazing. It is amazing how people, you know, they're really good at sports just to make a bunch of money on sports. No different than betting on a goddamn horse. I'm just saying, you go to Charlestown, you can make a lot of money fucking doing fantasy football if you get into it and, you know, pick the right players right. and do all if that shit. Right, if you play the game. And you, you don't have to spend, spend a lot time. of money, you know? It's just a little bit of money for a big return. I am not that good because I love football, but I can't follow it. Same, they do the same thing for basketball and baseball and all that other shit. Well, but the thing is, like, <clears throat> I'm decent in my cousin's fantasy football league, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if everybody in the league really pays any more attention to it or whatever, but, like, I just look at numbers. Like, I just disconnect from everything, and I, I look at, like, the longer the season goes, I look at the, the, the numbers that each player has put up and the way that whole thing works. And that's how I think about it. I'm like, sure. I Money need ball. guys that are making this shit. And no, you know, it's basically, yeah, I'm an analytics kind of guy. Like, sure. I'll look at the shit. But I glance. Like, to me, it's like the same way I look at the stock market. It's the same way I look at the fucking fantasy football league. Like, I'm not thinking too hard about it. I'm mm-hmm. looking at it, looking at numbers. There's, there's like, equations that I'm just processing in my head. And then all of a sudden, at some point, I'm like, okay, yeah, I want this one or I want that one. And, you know, 
and I go for it, and shit happens. And uh, that's what we're talking about. Fucking the NFL fucked it up for everybody. Who can predict some of the crazy shit? It really is chance to know who's gonna fucking run three hundred yards this fucking game and yeah. pass for three hundred yards this fucking game. That's why I'd rather do it at the stock market because at yeah, least if sure. I'm going to spend time being analytical about things, there's a chance of making real money. Like I don't like just doing like a bullshit ass fantasy league for like a season for twenty bucks or some shit like that. Like I'd much rather think about real money in real terms at the same level of interest. Like, sure. Because then I can spend my twenty minutes looking at the fucking news channels in the morning about stock market stuff. Like. I can sit there a couple times out the day, check my shit out, look at what's out there, look at what I'm thinking about. Like, it's just there's something tangible about it too because it's real. Like, if I, if I think that you know, this technology is moving in that direction, and then I find a company that's doing that, and it's it's priced in a range that I, I mean, just it's so much more fun to think about things that are reality based to me than like things that are completely intangible. Like you say, like. I can look at a, a technology company and have like a much better idea if they're going to make it in the long run or not sure. than look at Antonio Brown and know when he's going to fall off and stop being a productive fantasy football player. I mean, it's about strategy. Um, especially like if, you, if you're if you good at that with businesses, I mean, to know what's going to last and what's not going to last. I mean, you look at like a the difference between MySpace and Facebook. Uh-huh. And I'm not sure if MySpace was ever traded publicly or whatever, but yeah, I don't think their stock had to have at some point been pretty high and then people believed in that shit and they're like, nobody's ever going to fucking take over uh, MySpace. <laughs> that shit, when, you, you don't even hear about that shit anymore. Is it even a thing anymore? Uh, I don't think it, it's... I, don't, I think it's out there, but it's not nearly... I bet Tom is broke as shit. For real. That dude ain't got no friends no more. But like, you look at... Uh, Fuck, I'm losing my train of thought. <laughs> stocks. Yeah, yeah, like, you look at stocks like Facebook, right? If you had stock in Facebook and sold, like, six weeks ago or whatever, mm. before all the shit happened. All the shit happened. Like, if you wrote it from, like, $40 to $180 or something and then sold it, right? And then all of this shit happened and it dropped back down to, like, 90 Buy, 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 buy. Because Facebook is the thing. People are too locked into Facebook. It's not going anywhere. Like, you know, you. those are the kind of opportunities I like. Like, I like to take advantage of other people's misfortune. Like, call me an asshole. All right, so I'll tell you what. You got to, how do you, how's that work? Does that link up to a bank account or something? What, the stock market? Yeah, stock. Yeah. All right, so we're going to have to set up. A bank account. You want me to be your stockbroker? Oh, Lord. Well, your I mean, accountant. I need to set up, I need to set up a step producer. Right. Oh, we're going to have to edit this part out of the show. We're going to edit this out. <laughs> that way I can... But we need to work that out. Because I, I got to make some money, but I can't be giving my money away. Yeah, yeah, yeah I understand you. I understand you. We'll see what I can do. There's no I thought about doing that Bitcoin. I looked in that Bitcoin shit, but I tried to fuck with it, and I'm like, man, I can't, I can't figure all this shit out. Cryptocurrency is really tricky, and I have not delved into so, it enough to fully. Because that motherfuckers talk about that all day up there at work, man. All day they be talking about that shit. I got one dude who fucks with that and the stocks. He fucks with all that shit. I was like, he's, I mean, he scratched off. He makes some money. He makes some money. He's lucky as fuck. You have, we won like 50000 off a of scratch off or something like that. I'm like, come on, man. He got, he got one of them big checks. See, now let me ask you something. If, I, if I go out here and actually manage to, to like go after legally repercussions over my, fi- my, my physical trauma over the last few years, would you then call me lucky if I had like a couple hundred thou in the bank and was like living at my folks' house just doing comedy? No, he, would that, he, would that qualify as lucky. being lucky? He's gambling lucky. Shit. Cause he scratch offs all day. He went like that's like my like like my mom, dude. 
dude she messed with. He that motherfucker go scratch all good hundred dollars, fifty five hundred. I'm like, Jesus. how the fuck? What the fuck? Every time he's volume. Like, it's like, it's he's volume, like, volume, volume. It's I like just when five hundred over here to giant yesterday. I'm like, you son of a bitch. It's like when Boomhauer chases the women at the fucking uh, shoe sale. <laughs> yeah. Like it's all about volume, dude. I mean, he's every day got winning scratch offs. I mean, some people just lucky as fuck like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but they're also in it to win it. Like, how often do you play scratchers? Never. Not like that, but I know right. a lot of people who do who don't win. That's like my pops who's always played a lottery. That do that like don't the people win. play the lottery every, I mean, every what, once a week, twice a week? Once a week? I don't know, something like that. Like, you know, like my parents, my dad will play, like, when it hits like 180 million, he'll go through, buy a couple of tickets. My pops play like, every, every bro, week. Bro, it is constantly over 200 million, man. Go but, back a million dollars, $2 like, a ticket. But you can ball. set yourself up, I'm pretty sure, with a random number generation, like, ticket mailed to you every fucking couple of days. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm pretty sure you can get into, like, a subscription club with the fucking lottery at this point. But For sure. I mean, what the hell? Two bucks a week? Who you gives a shit? Your numbers I, exactly. Or, if or, I'm doing in that... In the last six years, we've seen it hit almost a uh, half a billion dollars, or almost a billion dollars once. Um, and the motherfucking people that won that were like over 50-something years old. Yeah, man, but, and half of these lottery winners go out there and they end up fucking broke. Like they're like, just like fucking professional athletes. They go out there and fucking blow it on dumb shit. Mm. Like, I know, I'll lease a fucking Bugatti. That's the dumbest fucking thing in the world that you could do. Lease a, a lease anything is fucking retarded. Mm. Like, but I that's wish what, I'd lease this fucking Jeep. I wish I had done that. <laughs> we got hosed on our fucking Jeep for uh, real. We got hosed. See, that's like, man. <laughs> Many dollars if you lease it, then at least you know you just. Paid on, and then they're gonna take it away. Bye. Yeah, see, yeah, yeah. But see like, fucking car. To me, all that money you gotta spend on a lease to not own your vehicle mm-hmm. is like horrible. What they were trying to sell me on was leasing it, and then after you lease it for a certain amount of time, you can you decide to keep it if you keep want. Keep it if you want, or not keep it if you don't want. I, I mean, it made sense. We didn't do it that way. It but makes man, sense was... to a degree for like if you want an out, you mm-hmm. know, if you want to have an out in your purchasing plan. Like that's Those not a bad. Those are expensive, like, man. You buy a brand new Jeep, that shit gets pricey. Dude, I spend it about six hundred a month on mine. Dude, we are almost at seven hundred with this motherfucker, and they, yeah, but that's like a fifty thousand dollar truck, right? Forty, but forty-two. Okay. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's a great thing. To, I've never owned like a brand new vehicle in my whole goddamn life, so it's a, a oh. whole different world. It's nice not to have to worry about the mechanic and. I so. I like it because I will work on my own shit. So I when I had my Jeep, I changed my own oil, and I was really mm-hmm. really good to. It and I was really gentle with it, and I never just went out and fucking dogged it, you know. Like, well, this shit is. It's, we don't even have a sticker. You understand? They email us when it's time for a fucking oil change and yeah. and come in for your free oil change and get it all done at the dealership. I would just watch because mine had like a meter, and it would be like you've got twenty percent oil life left, and I I always took mine down to about thirty percent oil life left, and then I'd change it, and I never was I wasn't losing oil. Everything was holding great. Like my heater core was acting up after 70,000 miles but that was like the only issue I was having like and I look at the things like the new Rubicons I really like the new generation Rubicon and I hope to be able to get one again at some point but Mm -hmm. like if I actually won a lot of money like if I got a six figure uh, settlement at some point in the future like I would buy a blank piece of land and a Rubicon in a trailer and it'd be like I'm good I've still got some money left and I'm just going to pursue the shit I like and not have fucking a mortgage or a car payment. 
and, and just own a couple of things that I actually want and off the, grade dream, as, man. off the grid as much as possible, man. That's, that's, that's all I'm after, bro. Whatever that is, a dream to be completely independent from you know, society for a little while and get a break and have to live off your own shit. And well, like, I was kind of like that up on the mountain, but I had way too much, like, law enforcement beating on my door all the time sure, 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 about sure. all kinds of bullshit to, like, actually relax. Like, it's been insane the amount of stress that that brings into your life when you're just, like, trying to fuck kick it and mm-hmm. be left the fuck alone. <laughs> Every oh, yeah. fucking noise you hear, you're looking out the window like... Is that a fucking cop? What the fuck's going on? <laughs> Is, that the Is that the fucking DEA? Oh my god. Is that child support? Is that child protective services? Like, I know what it's like to have child protective services after you because I've had them fucking hounding me about somebody that I've never met for like years. Jesus. You know? Like, I screamed at somebody on my porch the last time I saw him. Like, get the fuck out of here. I don't know no motherfucking April Pritchett. I ain't mad at you, but fuck you. Get the <laughs> fuck, fuck out of here. Hundred times, fuck you, bitch. There's no fucking April Pritchett. I opened the door like, you see all the shit everywhere? Does it look like there's a fucking woman that lives here? Get the fuck out of my fucking face. Like, that's some intense shit. That's motherfuckers. Like, that is how it is. Like, only when you live on the mountain. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking somebody gangsting in some lazy ass bitch's house. Real, dude. Fucking nonsense. It was a trip, dude. It was I a real bet. trip. I bet. Learning experience, though. Like I said, because now I'm like, psh, I've learned. Like I ain't go buy somebody else's house. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna fucking build. Like give me land and leave me alone. Like I'll live in a Winnebago for three years on my own fucking 15 acre plot if I have to, and be a happy motherfucker. Yeah, I got a nice bed in the back of a fucking Winnebago. <laughs> so, like, who gives a fuck? Like, I have like a $3,000 bed and a $1,200 Winnebago parked on a fucking piece of property. Like, that's Coming good enough for me. Out. What are you doing? Right? I go out there and just fucking pour concrete foundation and dig holes and fucking build my own ship myself and keep it as inexpensive as possible and fuck it. Who cares? Like, why not, you know? Except for that whole plumbing thing. Like a blank piece of land with the, just a Winnebago and a plumbing? As long as it perks. Well, like, the first thing I want to do is put in, like, a well okay. and a septic system. Getting and, things and, to perk and Right, all that. right. Yeah, as yeah. long as my property perks, like, that's properly. That's expensive, too. You know. Well, that's, I mean, you only got to do it once. Right. Yeah. And, that, and the thing is, it's like, if I put in, like, a... It's like a four-bedroom house septic system. Mm-hmm. And then park a Winnebago and attach it to it. Never have to worry about it again. Right. It ain't yeah. a big deal. And then once I build it up, put on a, get a little trailer, then I'm still not doing a thing. If I build a big house next to it eventually, like then I've got a great piece of property to sell at some point. Like There's there's all sorts of things at play there. Like I might spend 25 years building it into this massive, amazing kingdom and then sell that bitch for a million bucks and go move to fucking Florida and be done with it. Mm-hmm. You know, but... That's definite pipe dream shit. I'd rather just fucking be a comedian. We almost found a place in Loudon somewhere. It was amazing. It was like six feet or six feet, six acres uh, of land, and it was surrounded by trees, and it was good fields for horses and all that shit. And the house itself, I mean, it came with the six acres, and it wasn't that much money. It was as much money as we actually spent on the house, and. It failed all the home inspections. Like we were so into buying this fucking house, it was going to be so such a great thing. But like the mold it remediation, been, it would have been a four hundred thousand dollar restoration project. Oh, on top of what we were paying right. already, and right. it was like, nah, we can't. We had taught, we had like agreed on a lot of things and sacrificed a lot of things that we got all the way to the end, and then we found out the roof was also in need of, of replacement before yeah. it could pass home inspection. Yeah. We're like, nope. 
You almost had me. You almost had me. Yeah, yeah. It was a dream. It was the creepiest shit in the world. So the person who lived there, um, old people died, and you know they found them later. Kind of, kind uh-huh. of the property he was a hoarder. <laughs> he, had oh. this, he had his. Own, it looked like it had a time clock in it, some sort of like factory building on his property somewhere. Like at some point, they did metal, and you walk in, and it's super creepy. And next to this building, where's a bunch of stables, but no horse things in the stable, just hoarded junk uh-huh. was in. And when you walk up onto this thing into the woods, down this weird, creepy trail, the first thing you see is this doll that's hanging by a rope next to the stable. I'm like, we are about to fucking die. That's awesome. we're, we're about to die out here. That's so, exactly the kind of shit I'm looking for, just with no building on it. Yes. I would love to find an old six acres with a scrap, though. You could have scrapped all that metal that was there. Dude, if you had gone through and cleaned out stuff, I bet you'd have found something that was it, at least one thing in all so that American shit that was worth of money. Shit yeah, in exactly. all shit. I'm sure there was oh, as well, right. but not enough money to pay for everything that was right, there. Sure. We, just, we weren't trying to start our, our lives off. I'd have, I'd have burned the, the house to the ground and like put a trailer there that and been, been like, that would have been the dream. We're going to figure it out. We'll figure it out in the long run. Chick I married would not go for that shit. <laughs> that's, that's why I'm single. Like, single. No. At some point, I feel like if I'm lucky, I'll have all like the little trailer on the property and all that shit set up. And, Fuck yeah. And one day I'll meet a chick and she'll come over and be like, oh my god, I love it here. I'm going to party like, at your trailer. I fucking love Fuck it. Yeah. I, I knew you'd like it here, Emma. I'm not going <laughs> to I'm not gonna give you no kids, bitch, but you can come party on my trailer anytime absolutely, you want. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I'm going to get it double wide and put like a, uh, a Emma, a roof on it. <laughs> like a, <laughs> yeah, you're damn right. Emma, man. Emma, come over and hang out. Uh, we Emma, all nice hundred time. times. Fucking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking I've been talking times. about Emma Watson since episode one, <laughs> probably. Yeah, absolutely close to it. It's it's funny, like, uh, yeah, I just love women, and Emma Watson is, like, my ideal right now. She's the one that I think would be perfect. There's nothing wrong with Emma Watson. Uh, I was thinking, we were talking about it, uh... Several episodes ago about who's your top, and I, I said Natalie Portman. I, I saw Elizabeth Banks the other day. Whew. She's lovely too. She's also funny as shit, man. Pretty sure she does like a podcast or something. I think yeah. it's funny as hell. Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of them out there. God damn this motherfucker, man. <laughs> I stopped the last episode because this fucker went to pee, and now he's going to pee again. 100. Can't hold your God water. Damn, man. Goddamn little boy. Fucking making all this goddamn fucking piss sound. Ain't nothing I hate more in the world than piss sound. So, y'all, we gonna mute this shit out. So, oh, look at it. Now he's coming back. What the fuck? Oh. <laughs> went down now, the hall. That is consideration. And I appreciate that shit right there. This motherfucker went to the other bathroom in the building, so hopefully we won't have to listen to his Lord ass. Knows fucking he don't pee. wanna he don't wanna walk back there for for nothing. So shit, yeah. God damn it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the Jew unit is an alcoholic. <laughs> I've said it before and I'll say it again. Can't hold his goddamn water. He can't hold his water, yo. Uh, uh, uh. Children. He's got too much water in his alcohol. Mm, mm, mm. It's a good thing he doesn't drink straight liquor, though, on the show. Any, anymore, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Anymore. Yeah, if you go back maybe 30 or 40, 50 episodes, you definitely got some it's liquor a up. wild one with Andrew drinking. Good Lord. It is nice that he's a little more coherent these days. We've come a long way. We've come a long way in come 100 a episodes. Way. It's really a different show. 
<laughs> it's, it's progressed like a motherfucker. Well, there's just certain stages of the episode where you realize, well, we can't do this. We can't turn the TV on. We yeah. fucking use our phones and it makes a bunch of noise. Yeah. All the, we've come a long way. Yeah. It's been a learning process. We definitely appreciate any listeners that are riding with us and uh, learning with us. Absolutely. And that's why I've never understood why. If he would just evolve that type of way towards his rapping or singing or whatever he's going to do, it would sound better. I'm not saying it would oh, yeah. sell records, but it would sound better. Oh, no, no doubt, man. I mean, the more effort you put into anything, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I've been playing guitar, like, trying to get good. Like, not, you know, just trying to get to where I can make a song or two come out of it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I'm getting there. It's been it's been a great thing because, like, when I was out in Vegas and I had the surgery and shit, I was finally able to start, like, getting up and walking around for a little bit. Like, I went out to a nice restaurant, had a fucking great meal because, you know, my cousin and his wife were going out to some Christmas thing with friends or whatever and had the babysitter at the house. And I was like, I ain't going to sit around with the babysitter trying to sneak out and smoke weed on the backyard and all that shit. Like, I'm just fucking carry my ass. Go out. Mm-hmm. Went to the guitar center, bought the little, like, three-quarters acoustic because I wanted something that was small, that was acoustic because I got a sweet-ass Stratocaster here at my house and oh, I got a bass and I mean I got everything needed other than a drum set to make all kinds of music and uh, I'm trying to develop every bit of musical inclination that I've ever had because finally we live in an era where there are apps on your phone and shit and your iPad that can help you learn stuff like I'm hoping to delve into piano at some point too but you know my fingers are starting to work in ways they've never worked before um, from playing guitar. Like, it burns up your fingertips, but, man, it's fucking fun. It's so satisfying to be able to make a guitar not sound like shit. Like, it's great. What do they call it? De- Dexterious? Dex- yeah, dexterity. Dexterity. You know. I'm not. I played the cello <laughs> in high school, and I was never very good at it or whatever. And I've tried to do... Steve, it sounds like you've so, tried a lot of things, and you never think of yourself as being very good at it. I'm telling you what. You want to talk about self-confidence? I believe in me. I'm telling you what I know. <laughs> I'm telling you what I know. You go back and listen to me playing cello, or go back there and listen <laughs> to watch me play sports, and you would be like, yeah, you was not good at that shit. You <laughs> <laughs> was not good at that shit. Damn Debbie Downer. But hey, I'm not Debbie Downer. I'm cool with not being able to play guitar. I love to listen to that motherfucker. But like, that's I can't everything make it you sound say, like everything that. Everything you say you do, you're bad at. I mean, goddamn. Not but everything. I rock the shit out of a bitch that says sure. I'll tell you that. Here we go. <laughs> Just saying. Here we go. But like, that's cool though. But like, I was terrible at guitar when I first picked it up. But I you know Everybody I can get is. a couple of notes out of it now. And the thing is, it's like it's all about what you're willing to commit yourself to to improve at. Like I'm not willing to commit myself in this point in my life to improve at Madden. I'm not okay. willing to do it. I'm not willing to take that time out of my life. I'd rather spend that time playing guitar or working on maybe just a little Spanish or just playing, making beats and shit on my my computer setup or whatever, or writing comedy. Like there's plenty of things in the world to like try to get better at. And uh, whew, video games just don't make the cut anymore. Mm. And I don't That's know. If, so bad. I don't know if they ever did. And it's just I didn't have access. Like when I was fourteen, if I could have fucking sat down with an iPad and played the guitar and learned how to play, mm-hmm. I absolutely would have been doing that over fucking playing Madden '98 or whatever the fuck it was. You know what I mean? Like there's just so much more opportunity these days. These fucking kids that are so lazy and complain or whatever. I don't know if they're even like that. I don't have kids. This is what I hear from people. You know, like I don't have real 
influence or awareness of kids. Like, the most I know about kids is what I hear from the junior about his kids and shit. Like, your kids play video games. They don't fucking bust out the iPad and learn how to play guitar on it. Or do well, they do my, that, too? My oldest, yeah, when he's grounded from video games. That's what he does. He plays he guitar. He plays fucking guitar, yeah. See, but has he used apps to learn? Um, Yeah, he's fucked with a couple of apps. But he gets a lot of that shit from uh, his uncle. Well, that helps, too. And, but, yeah, and, I then never... her, and then her dad, he plays guitar, too. So sometimes all three of them motherfuckers be kicking it. Yeah, okay. And, yeah. yeah. So... That's a, that's a good kind of environment for it, but, like, we definitely have a lot more opportunity to learn shit. Like, I've got three different piano learning apps on my iPad that I plan to start fucking with. But he YouTubes. He YouTubes. He don't, he don't app. He YouTubes. But that, that helps, too. Like, I was, I was looking at something on it, like... Yeah. I learned to play a song fucking with uh, uh, YouTube. Yeah, dude, it's it's amazing. It's, it's But my, my D chord, D, D minor, I think, was broke. Whatever the bottom string was was fucked up, so I, I couldn't hit my D minor or whatever. Hmm. Which whatever D the minor, small E, like, so your D like that you were playing with, you can play fucking like forty songs with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I couldn't hit one of them. I'm like, fuck. Well, you know, but, shit happens, but it's it is a wonderful time to have so much access to learn how to do stuff. Yeah, like, I wish I could. I wish I could learn. They definitely didn't. Have I wasn't playing fuck out of it pretty good. much now. Yeah, I didn't have the access. I mean, I tried to fucking get lessons, but there was not really anybody to give lessons where I was. I mean, I'm sure if we like really, really, really diligently looked for somebody, we might could have found something. But it's just way easier these days to like. Oh yeah, it's at your fingertips. Yeah. Plus, like, I didn't have anything to do for months, so I sat there like because my cousin's house out in Vegas, right? Like the kids would be screaming and shit. I I go to my room. I fucking sit here playing guitar in my room. Mm. Like, bust out the fucking app. And, Fucking sit there and play the guitar for thirty or forty minutes till my fucking fingers hurt. Stop. That dude that did that shit every day for months. Play guitar, take a nap. Play yeah. Guitar, take play guitar, a take a nap. That's it. And then I got out here and was having to go down the steps in the basement of my folks' house. So much relying on the fucking the railing that I actually like hurt my shoulder and elbow from like putting so much pressure on it over the course of like a month or so. And then I had to stop playing guitar for a little while, so that was rough, but I'm getting back into it. Living the dream. America. America, well, get that YTD up and like it. Like, do you have to be self taught? Because, I mean, there could be like cheap teachers that Yeah, I might take some lessons from somebody just for like alternative perspectives. The, like, there's a music store. Drum and Strum, probably I could drum take a couple strum, of lessons yeah. from. But, like, I mean, I feel like I'm progressing well enough by myself, but it would probably be a good idea to get somebody to mm-hmm. look at my hands and what I'm doing and say, oh, you should try this or that. You like, know? do you know how to read music? I don't. That's. See? That's I did in high I'd school, like to get but into. I, I couldn't tell you how to read. now save my life. That's part of what I'm interested in. One of the piano apps I downloaded said it'll teach you music, and I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, if I start fucking with the piano app and start learning music, then it'll transfer over to the guitar really well. Mm-hmm. You know? And then you just be able to get a book. Right. Well, it, but at that point, like, if I could get a guitar, bass, piano, I've already got the drum machine down, like, I could make any kind of music I want. Like, it's really what it's been about, because, like, uh, Self-reliance is something I've had to learn as an artist because you guys are like one of the, some of my few friends that participate in artistic things that I've done. Like, you know, I've had, hey, you want to come over fucking make a rap record or whatever? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'd love to do that. <laughs> and then nobody ever shows up. Or, or like the Jew shows up and doesn't actually write or think about it at all. He just gets drunk and gets on the mic. And that's cool. It taught me a lot about recording and shit. Mm-hmm. But like it wasn't productive towards like actually accomplishing like a actual like musical Art from the start to finish, kind of. Well, it never perspective. was. It was well, that was not what it was about. Relieving stress. Yeah. And you were you were up you, there for stress. You getting your fucking your tuning right. Yeah. Getting, getting in game with your system. Yeah. 
Like yeah, really. You That's really did. It it, it's exactly what it what it did. So you like learned I learned from his mistakes. Well, like <laughs> I, I became adept at recording. Right. Right. So well, like I know software. Yeah, I know how my software works now really well, and like I could literally record an entire band if I had like like if I had a guitarist and a bassist and a drum set set up with all kinds of mics and everything i could sit down and record that shit and mix it up and get it done like i know how to do all that stuff like it's just getting people to show up and do something and record them and then mix it that's a super difficult thing so it's part of why i'm like well fuck it i'm gonna learn guitar get the bass down and fucking learn piano and learn as much about music as I can and keep working on comedy and just fuck it dude I'm into art I'm not into other stuff <laughs> I can't do other stuff I mean so. there's motherfuckers out there that feel the same way you do and make you know plenty of case right, well like if you commit to making your living like that then eventually you might actually figure out how to do it and I'm essentially doing that like I'm gonna try to get a part time gig just fucking working at the restaurant here in town so that I can hopefully get a little coin coming in that's a little more consistent Certainly. than Lyft. Because Lyft is kind of like an equal loss. I mean, make enough for gas and buy a bag of weed, and that's it. So, that's cool for now. But it's too much an, an expense between oil and all that jazz. So That's just like getting ready to go back up. Oh, yeah. Plus, like... I'm in a position where I haven't had a job in a year. Somebody wants to hire me for anything. So, like, I've got friends that will hire me, hopefully, in town that I can get at least a couple days a week with. And, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then in a year or six months or whatever, at least it looks like I've had a job for six months. There you go. <laughs> you know. It's all about that job experience. <laughs> when they, they want to look back and know that you know how to conform and yeah, fucking yeah. suck the man's dick is basically what which they want to fucking funny. know. Which is funny because I'm really not able to do that. Like, no, it's, it's fucking rough. <laughs> I'm like really bad at that shit. Damn the man. Fucking man. Yeah, the man is also bullshit. Apparently I gotta go by the man tomorrow. I'll just oh, boy just text me. Says something about I gotta figure out tomorrow I'm gonna figure out if one of my security clearances went through. How do you think it went? Optimistic. Shit, hopefully. I mean, like, you go by the Jew unit here, not your real name, so. <laughs> hopefully this doesn't caught up with you. I mean, I don't know. Wouldn't that I be mean, something if they were like, we well, got this podcast, you talk a lot of crazy yeah, shit, so yeah. we don't want you around. Yeah, we can't fuck with you. Well, I if you're going to go out, at least you're going out with a fucking bang, you <laughs> yeah, know, they're real. like, yeah, I'm fucking balling. Fuck you, bitch. So I made 100 episodes, and now I can't get a job. already <laughs> didn't. Uh, I the I, Jew and I are going to be on, like, tag team running around doing comedy and shit, like fucking Cheech and Chong. There you go. Well, he'll be all in it then. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Yeah, then maybe he'll commit to actually writing something. Yeah, desperate men do desperate fucking things. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're going to be writing. He's going to be in the back of the van writing stuff down and reading books. No like, shit. Who is this new person? <laughs> like, fuck y'all. I lost my job. Lost <laughs> my job. I got to make it as a comedian. There you go. Motivation comes nah, cause in strange places. Test, so I, know I, got, I know I got a... Uh, the other background check. That was fucking ridiculous. I was like, you know, one address, one previous address, current employer. Like, neither of those sounded ridiculous to get into well, where no, you're talking like, about no, getting into. No, like, if you, they, when they, you talk about security clearance, usually they want like three, four references. They want three personal references. They want three regular references. Then they want to the pass. Address within seven years. They want employment within seven years. Yeah. They want education. They didn't want none of that. They just want to address, you know, recent address, employer. That's it. And then two, and then two, um, 
two personal references. Wow. That was it. And I was like, fuck. I was been pushing this shit off forever thinking. I got to yeah. find all my information thinking I was going to. Because like, the one, the, the the first one I had to do when I when I got hired through the company, that shit was, fuck. I wrote all that. I, I fucked up because I have all that shit written down. But I don't know where the fuck all that is. Cause I gotta, Jesus. I gotta have all that shit from like my. It's high amazing school. that they don't look at you and automatically know. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's to like for five minutes and not automatically shit, know. That shit I mean, pisses me like off. Ten years. I'm like, I don't remember fucking ten years. Like, goddamn, you remember your ten years of moving and employment and fucking companies? Yes, I do. I, I just you add it to my resume and keep it on my computer. Like, I just have a fucking thing. Like a normal. I, oh, I got a new job. I'll fucking add my old yeah, shit now that, that I resume, have an idea to try to like, like I have a resume with like. 15 years of work experience or some shit. Like, I don't even give them work experience anymore. I just give them a fucking It don't even cover fucking letter. matter. Do you know that they're looking at these fucking resumes in under 20 seconds? They ain't spending more than 20 seconds that's, that's if why it's I do even a, that much. That's why I do a single page basic cover letter, references available upon request, and like, most of the time when I apply for a job, I do some sort of, you know, digital online test that excludes me from being hireable Mm -hmm. and i accept that that's why i'm like okay fuck you world i'm gonna have to be a comedian between the injuries to my body that made it so that the last couple of years i haven't been able to be stable at all like okay fine i'll move back in with my folks and i'll do shit that i actually want to do and maybe one day i'll make a fucking living again and i'll be in a reasonable position but until that time you'll fuck you i'm not gonna fucking suck your dick to work a fucking barista job six days a fucking week for 10 hours that's bullshit then you made me fill out this online survey, online survey to, to get. That's what I'm saying. In any industry, it's not what you know and what you have. It's who you know. Mm-hmm. You gotta have somebody to put your foot in the door. Hell, that doesn't even, That shit ain't even helping my ass. Like, I'm telling you what, I've known people that own companies are like, eh, well, I'll work. Well, no, disappear. I got to looking back in my <laughs> repertoire of jobs, and uh, I'm gonna tell you right now, there's maybe two that I got on my own merit. Every single one of those fucking jobs I've ever had that's got me to where I am today was I knew somebody. That Only job I've ever job. made a good living at is the job that I got on my own. Never knew anybody there. Went up and in there, interviewed, lucked, lucked out. Good for you. You know. That's what I would call it, though, is lucked out. Because oh. I can't even imagine what it's like to go to fucking college for all the years and get all the schooling and all the debt and then come out and try to find a fucking job. And it don't matter because her cousin... The yep. person who's hiring you's cousin needs a fucking job. That's yep. who's going to get this motherfucking yep. job. Who cares if you went to fucking school? Yep. They didn't get no school. Yeah, like, uh, all that shit doesn't seem to help anything to me, from what I can tell. No, that's like, all ridiculous, all that school shit. Well, you know, like, I feel, I tell kids all the time, like, if there's something you really want to learn and uh, apply mm-hmm. to your life, then, like, go to school for that. Like, okay, I get it. If you really want to be a fucking software engineer, go to software engineering school and learn that. Or you want to be an aviation mechanic, go to that fucking school and learn how to fucking work on jet airplanes. Like, that's cool. If that's what you're into, like, pursue that. But if you don't fucking know... Mm-hmm. Get it yourself as associates at your local fucking community college and fucking be done. And if something shows up that you're more interested in, that you want to go in that direction, go for that. But do as much as you can at your local community college for as cheap as fucking possible because there's no fucking reason to go spend a hundred or 150000 or more at some school with a fucking real name on it. You know? The only reason to go to college at this point, as far as I can tell, is to fucking party. Well, I mean, it's also, you're you're building lifelong connections, yeah, networking, yeah, yeah. That and all doesn't of those hurt. things. That doesn't hurt. Like Plus, I talked to a couple and then of lawyers. Credentials. I talked That's, to a couple of lawyers that I know today that are actual friends that I went to college with. That, certainly. You know, so 
I'm not disagreeing with you. I listened to the show where you were talking about your college experience, and I I didn't do any of that shit. I didn't want to do any of that shit. It was not for me. And if I would, it would have been some kind of school for something that I wanted to do. Like you're really enacting, and that's what you wanted to do. Fuck going to you know a mainstream college, right? To do something that they don't do, right? Just because you have a department, don't mean that you're good at it, right? Exactly. Fuck all that. And you got to learn all that other stuff that you don't care about. Hey, learn some English and shit. You, that's what fucking what's her name? Jennifer Lawrence. You know that bitch dropped out of school when she's 14 years old, ain't done no schooling, and just look at the money bags. If you know, you know what you something. want yeah. and you go for it, that's like the best fucking way to go out throughout life. It doesn't matter if you want to work at 7-Eleven or if you want to be a fucking actor or comedian or whatever. If you just go for that, then you'll probably accomplish it. Yep. It's easier to get the job at 7-Eleven than it is to get the job hosting the fucking Tonight Show or whatever, but, you know, <laughs> have a reasonable expectation. Like, the best thing I've heard in years is when Dave Chappelle said, you know, look, I told my dad if I can make the same amount of money you make as a school teacher, I'd be a happy fucking camper as a goddamn comedian. I don't need to be a quadrillionaire. I'd like to have six figures in my bank account one day. <laughs> that's like... I mean, ain't nobody proven like Dave Chappelle. You know how motherfucker walked away from $50 million for a year's worth of shows? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that's principle, be, though. That's what I'm saying. You got to be... That's why I like him. That's why I have high respect for his He was having a bit of a mental breakdown, too. Like, you listen to his shit, he'll tell you all about going crazy. And oh, I can respect to that, too, though. That shit. Like, nothing like having a fucking groin in your... Or, uh, they wants to make you want to kill yourself for a mm-hmm. couple of years to make you understand fucking losing your goddamn mind. I just love knowing that he's from D.C., or at least from, you know, relatively this area or whatever, and sees the same things that I saw and became as, as successful as he does. You know, it's nice to see somebody make it. Damn right. From where you at. Well, with that said, ladies and gentlemen, this is just about it for the 100th episode of the Mason and Friends Show. 100. We appreciate you taking the time to roll with us. I feel good. Keeping it 100. Lemon large. Lots of love to y'all. We want to thank you for listening and hope that you'll listen to at least the next 100 episodes. I love all y'all. All over. In the building! Sweden, the United Kingdom, Ukraine, Australia, in the building, Germany, in the building, Canada, we there. Don't forget, (laughs) if you like the show and you want to help us continue to strive for higher quality, Imperfect Entertainment Patreon account, the letter M, Perfect Entertainment. America! Thank you. (laughs) Peace be with you. I love everybody. Peace and chicken grease.